12. Welcome to the Utah Football Fans Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share. And as always, go Utes. Welcome to the Utah Football Fans Podcast. Another week, another episode. My name is Bryn here with Gary. We are missing James this week. Unfortunately, he is traveling for work. So I'm not sure if he's going to jump in the chat or not. I think he might be too busy. So we are missing James this week, but you've got the two of us. We're excited to chat with everybody. Make sure you are following the channel, that you are subscribed, that you like this video. If you are in the live chat tonight, definitely make sure you like the video. We want to see that thumbs up. We want to hear you, not hear you. We want to see your interactions. I wish we could actually hear your voices, but we just get to see your comments. Make sure you're following us along or following us on all other social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, join the Facebook group, and definitely YouTube and any of your other podcast platforms. Make sure you are subscribed. Huge thank you to our sponsor, Thomas Orthodontics. I love that Dr. Thomas was in the chat last week. We loved hearing from him and having him participate. Make sure you look him up at thomasortho.com. I've got so much respect for people that work with teeth. I had to go to the dentist today. Teeth is not my thing. (laughs) No, it's just not. So Dr. Thomas and all of his staff, they are amazing. Make sure you look them up at thomasortho.com. All right, so this is our mailbag episode. We asked for questions from all of you. They could be Utah football related or really just anything that was on your mind. So we are going to get to all of those. Um, If you have some questions you didn't get to submit, you can put them in the chat. If you hit that super chat, that'll guarantee that we will get to see it. So make sure you do that. Um, But before we get to all those questions, There was a little bit of breaking news just a couple hours ago um, that Utah football has hired. His name is Corey Dennis. He has been hired as an offensive analyst. He was the quarterback's coach for Ohio State, um, which means he coached and worked with Justin Fields, CJ Stroud, Kyle McCord. So some big names there (laughs) as far as QBs goes. but he's not being hired as a quarterback's coach. He's being hired as an offensive analyst. So how do you feel about that, Gary? I think it's great. He's been in a great system, you know, under Ryan Day. And, I mean, we all know what kind of offensive output that Ohio State typically does. And so I think it's good. The interesting thing is, is maybe you don't know, Bryn, but he is, he's Herb's, he's Urban's son-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> so there might be something to that. But, hey, um, I think it's great. Uh, I think it's a benefit. To come from a program nice. like that and, you know, to be able to bring stuff over, uh, it's it's great. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy about it. I think it's a positive thing. It's a positive thing. And just the fact that we are focusing on – offense and bringing in some new talent to help with that because 
Utah fans, we all know that's kind of been a thing that we talk about every year is that we need to focus more on offense. Our defense has always been solid. It will continue to be solid, um, but we could use a little boost in offense. So, you know, I, who knows what this will bring, but just I think the fact that he has worked with those quarterbacks and that level of talent that it's system. Great. I think it's great. Yeah, it's good. I think it's a great hire. Um, Rose in the chat asked who our quarterbacks coach is. I think it's just Ludwig, isn't it? I actually don't know off the top of my head. Someone is gonna Someone correct knows me. exactly. Yeah. I I I feel I, like we've talked about it in the past, don't but know. I cannot if, I don't remember. Know. Someone in the chat let us know, and I'm sure someone's gonna be screaming at their radio there when they're listening to us in the car that they know it and I can't think of it off the top of my head I'm just drawing a blank um what other breaking news did you want to talk about Gary we we will talk about season ticket prices but was there other things you wanted to? well there's no breaking news uh so I was reading an article it originally came out of um well it's interesting it came out of ESPN so there's a guy, his name's Bill Conley, and he's an analyst for ESPN. And every year, um, and this is what the article says, he measures the returning production percentage of each college football team of the 134 teams. He tries. He ranks every team by the percentage of production of those teams that are coming back, meaning not just the returning players of a team, not just the total number of players, but those players who actually played and caused production on the field. Uh, In other words, players and did good for their teams. And so he goes and he analyzes that with every team in the country. And Utah is ranked 16 in returning player production. Um, and the way he broke it down and now he included in our analysis, uh, Cam Rising and Keithy, of course they didn't play last year, uh, but because they're coming back this year, he included that in the, in the statistic, but he said, we have a 72% overall statistical production for the, for the 2023 season that is coming back. So 72% of guys who were made a difference in playing is, are coming back for this season. Um, and then he broke it down specifically. He said that on the offensive side of the ball is 75%, and then 70% on defense. Um, and then he goes on. Let's see what what I found interesting, and so I know a lot of people make a big deal out of like the portal and all and all that, which is very important. But if you look at Utah's roster and the the composition of the team and the guys who actually make a difference on the field, we have seventy two percent of that coming back, and then then you fill in the gaps, and if you consider just for instance, in our offensive situation. So we not only have uh, 75% of production coming back, we've added Carson Ryan from UCLA, mm-hmm. uh, Dorian Singer 
and then Lyons, the other receiver from from Washington. Then we've added a couple of uh, DBs to shore up the secondary. So I know a lot of people are putting a lot of stock into the the portal, as you know, I guess you should. But you can't forget about the team we already have, and just you think about the the strength of that culture and the continuity. So if you're just bringing in mercenaries every year, you're not in the culture of a team. There is no team culture. So you got guys who are in the system. You're just filling in the holes. And really the bottom line of what he's saying is that going into the Big 12 for the first time is it looks really good for Utah just because of the composition of the team, the continuity of the team, and then actually the portal guys that we've brought in are going to add a big thing. You know, be, have a big impact. So he's he's very upbeat and positive. 16th in the nation out of 134, whatever it is. So I found that interesting. You could look it up and uh, get all of the details. Uh, it's worth it. But that's that an exciting thought uh, going into this uh, season. Yeah, and like we've, we've kind of talked about this before with Transfer Portal and everything, and some people make a big deal about it, some maybe don't. But it is when you hear... The, mo- the more recognizable names like JJ, when JJ said that he was transferring, it does give you panic because you go, well, oh my gosh, our, our main running back is leaving. But like you're saying, you got to put it into perspective and we have a lot of guys coming back. So it is difficult when you lose those guys, when you lose like your first stringers, your second stringers, whoever, your recognizable names it's hard to not panic, <laughs> but in reality, I mean, that's a great stat. 70-something percent of the team coming back is great. Yeah, so. it's so you have all this returning production of your team. So, And then Utah has reinforced it with some strong portal stuff. It's not yeah. like you have to go out in the portal and change your whole team out. There's no need yep. to do it if you have a a strong team that's coming back. You just have to fill in the gaps. So this ranking of portal stuff, you know, you can get caught up in that and be mistaken by who's, you know, ranked number one in the portal and things like that. No, Utah has a lot of good talent coming back, and they've actually had some strong portal guys. Now we'll see what happens after spring ball, but as of right now, you know, that's a po- that's a it's a positive thing, something to, to look forward to for the upcoming season. Okay. Did you hear Harlan was, the question was, is Harlan going to go to Arizona because their uh, AD got fired? And so yeah, the question was, I... is Harlan going to go to Arizona? And he answered no. Uh, and I thought, who who wants that job? Nobody. I mean, yeah, they're, like, they're in a... You want to get on a sinking ship? My gosh. Not just a sinking ship. The ship has already sunk. So you're already at the bottom of the ocean. Who wants to jump on that job? Yeah. So, no, Harlan's not going anywhere, at least right now. But I I found that interesting. Well, because he is a a graduate of Arizona, I believe. So I sort of get it. But, no, he's not going anywhere. Why would you want to go? Utah's in the mix. Yeah. So anyway, ticket yeah, I, prices. I did see that. Let's talk ticket prices. Get that. Oh, let's talk ticket prices. So what day was it? Was it last week or? Yeah, I guess it was last week that 
Um, all of us season ticket holders, we got the renewal email in our inboxes with the updated ticket pricing. <laughs> and the prices have gone up. I guess we shouldn't be surprised by that. Um, but I think I, I actually was surprised. I'm not going to lie. I am, but I'm not. I feel like they shouldn't have gone up this year. They went up last year. I feel like they shouldn't have gone up again this year. They've gone up every year for the past however many years. And we've now gone to six home games instead of seven from last year because that was one of the justifications for raising the prices last year was, well, you're getting seven home games. So, of course, we're going to raise your season ticket price because it's price per game. Okay, well, this year we're going back to six games and yet the price went up. So... And their whole, the thing that bothered me, and I want to know people in the chat how you're feeling about this, especially if you are season ticket holders. You know, when they first released it, they, they tried to say, oh, it's only a 5% increase. Don't worry about it. It's not that big a deal. Well, no, in reality, it's more like 20% because on a per game basis, we had one extra game last year, and now we only have six. So I... I mean, we're season ticket holders. We've seen the prices go up and up and up every year. It's a hard pill to swallow. How? What was your reaction? Well, last year was the big jump. Yeah. Okay. That for me, that was the that was the big punch to the face. Yeah, this year it went up, and you know, one less game. But I, but you know, they there's two ways you can look at your ticket price. One is the just the bottom line, the total. Yeah. Then you have to, if you break it out from Crimson Club requirement and then ticket actual ticket price, the ticket price really hasn't, that's not the driver of your ticket that's going up. Yeah. It's the Crimson Club mandatory donation. So now, as I understand it, see, this is the part, this is the part that bugs me is I'm paying for football tickets and I'm interested in football. And so I want my, if I got to pay a Crimson Club fee, which then goes to athletics, well, I want my money to go to the football athletics. <laughs> this goes into the general fund as I understand it. And then is distributed throughout all athletics. Well, I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not for that personally. If I wanted to donate to baseball or, well, I do basketball when I get my basketball tickets. But any other sport, then I should have. I should do it. Or if I got a, if I'm paying for football, and this is my donation for football tickets, I want my money to go to the football program. That's the thing that bugs me the most. Beyond the fact how much it jacked up last year. But hey, if we're gonna, if we're in the big leagues, that's what it's gonna be. Right. But I mean, you're saying you want it to go to football. Okay. Well then basically you have to donate to NIL and just specify football. They yeah. do it this way. Beyond they this. Do it, I Well, I know, but they do it this way because football makes the money for all the other sports. I mean, that's the reason. I know, but I, Hey, I'm just saying. Well, yeah, I get what you're saying. And it is, that is what's gone last year. The Crimson club, price went 
skyrocketed. It was like your total price may not have gone up. Well, it did go up last year, but when you broke it out, it was the Crimson Club price that just went insane. And honestly, I do wonder if it is because of all the NIL stuff. Now Crimson Club is not receiving. This is all speculation. I don't know anything. So this is not, I don't know if this is factual. This is just, I'm speculating in that I wonder if Crimson Club is not seeing the kind of donations that they've seen in the past because now people are donating to NIL, which the school doesn't have access to those funds. So then they got to increase their fees. I don't know. It's all, I get it. Yeah, we're in the big leagues. I understand all of that. But when I'm not getting really anything different for what I'm paying now that I'm paying more and more and more every year, there's no investment in the stadium. There's no investment in the Wi-Fi. There's no investment in the concessions. There no, there's no investment in my game day experience, which is frustrating because I just keep paying more and more and more well, for it's, it, the, quote unquote the same product. It is, the, I mean, you want to do well on the field, but a lot of it is the same product year after year after year. They don't invest in any of those other things. At least that's how I feel. Well, You have to pay if you want to if you're if you think your team is an upper echelon team and you're playing in the big leagues and you want to compete in the big leagues, then it's going to cost us money. And Utah, other than last year, because of all the reasons, it was a messed up year. But prior to that, we were in the mix in the Pac-12 at the Rose Bowl. So yeah, they're taking advantage of a top-notch football team. And yeah, we're gonna. You're going to pay. It's it's the market. It's because people want to see Utah football. There's there's a big demand to see Utah football. And where there's a massive demand, prices go up because people are willing to pay it. What happens is if Utah dumps, goes in the dumps and gets bad, no one wants to go. Well, they can't keep rising prices to because no one then no one's gonna pay for it. So that's just the way it is. Success is going to, this is what happens with success. Now, honestly, if we're at the top of the Big 12 and we can we can sniff the playoffs and keep going, uh, progressing and being good, you know, I'm all in. I'm for it. I mean, I don't want big, massive 25% jumps every year, but this is when you have a competitive team like this, it's going to cost us some money. Well, and from... I, I do want a better heard, sound system, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that to, that's just kind of what I'm saying. I wish they would make some little changes that would show the fans that, hey, we're actually trying to make the experience better for you. But they haven't done any of those things. And from some things that I've heard, it seems like part of our Big 12 um, contract with joining the conference is... Utah has to broadcast our own sporting events. I don't know all the details. Know. These are just a couple things that I've heard, but that means big money that has to be spent by the school to have a broadcast station, broadcast quality equipment, broadcast talent, things like that, that now all of a sudden is on the school. And again, I don't know all the details, but I think all of a sudden athletics is having to front some of those costs as well. So it's getting passed down onto the fans. That's just what happens. But 
it's this coupled with the stuff we've talked about with NIL. So it is getting to be to a point where as a fan, you feel like I can't keep spending this much money. I love Utah football, but it's it gets to a point where it's too much for people. And I don't blame I people for that. I, I will say this though. You're, we just did expand the stadium. So things are moving along. You can, you know, it's uh, everything's incremental. I don't know how much of this, you know, the Crimson Club stuff. I, I don't know how that works with stadium expansion and all that kind of stuff. But, and then the facilities, the upgrades of facilities. So, yeah, there's stuff that's going on, uh, but it's all incremental. There's only so much money, and it's really expensive. So, whatever. You're right, though. There comes a breaking point. But as long as the, the team is good, there's always going to be demand. And if I don't want it, I guarantee if I want, I gave up my tickets tomorrow because I can't afford it, someone's going to take them. There's the demand. Right. That's why they can do it. I mean, that's that's where it is right now is that there is a waiting list. I don't know how long the waiting list is. I've known in years past that it is extensive. I don't know if it is still as long, but I think right now where we're at, if you give up your season ticket, someone will fill it. I don't know if that's always going to be the case, but right now it is. So, yeah, they feel like they can keep raising them because we just keep paying for them. But it's hard. It's it's that that initial, and I get it, it's hard as a fan. It's hard to balance all of those things, especially when you've got a million other things to pay for in your life. And but No, you don't. Football, that's where you're going to put your money. Football is life. <laughs> the budget. Utah football. Food, clothing. Everything else. Everything underneath. else after that. Utah football, mortgage, car payment, food. Yeah. Hey, do I look like Probably. I'm wearing a Navy shirt tonight? I just noticed. Looks like I'm in the Navy. What is with that? It's actually a hoodie. See? It looks like I'm going to be on a ship or something. I might... <laughs> you look like World War II Navy shipmen. <laughs> Gosh. Ahoy. Oh, Ahoy. Uh, I, I've got right. a question. <laughs> Walter, it does look like, it does look like I'm Sailor, in the Navy. Sailor Gary. That's your new name. I don't believe it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Midshipman. Okay, I think most people here. Here's my thing. So the text. Remember that uh, this is basketball, but it, here's the question: Is that, and it's in the Big Twelve, where the Texas coach, basketball coach, had a had a meltdown after the game because they were doing horns down. Had a tissy fit because they lost, yeah. and he's having a tissy fit. Oh yeah. Um, I think he's walked that back. Yeah. Uh. And in the Big 12, as I understand it, I mean, if there's any Big 12ers that are in the chat, I, I think you can't do the horns down. You get punished for it or something. In, in football. In football. Yeah, in the Big 12. And so, and then the Zoobies. Stupid. The Zoobies on the front row, which I thought was actually kind of funny when they played Texas. The, the, the students, a bunch of students had the letter. So it said horns down. On their shirts across the row, like second, first, second row, something like that. The Zoobies had themselves, some administrators or whoever had them take off the shirts. 
Can you believe it's that? offensive. Now, I'm, I'm just telling you, when did horns down become such a big deal? I think this is so soft and so stupid. Are you, it's when so... someone goes like, so when someone goes like that with the U, does that really aff- break your heart? No, it's stupid. No. no, and you're just bringing more attention to it. That's the thing is when the BYU students were wearing the shirts, if you had just let it be, it probably wouldn't have even been a headline. It was funny. But the fact that then, the, come on, BYU, they're just, let them be. Like, I, that was so soft, and it just made, it It then blew it up and made the whole story go viral. If you had just ignored it, it wouldn't have even been a thing. But to make the students take the shirts off, what's the big deal? Horns down. Horns down. I'd be, I'd be doing it all, everyone does it, so what? <laughs> Uh, Do you want to do our Super Bowl pick before we go to questions or anything like that? Oh, well, anyone who's listened to us for long enough, I think, knows who we're going to pick. (laughs) (laughs) There ain't no way I'm picking the Chiefs. Although, you know, I mean, they're probably going to win. Let's be honest. They'll probably win. Because And then Travis Kelsey will get down on one knee and propose, and it's going to be the most watched clip ever <laughs> so you're picking you're you're picking the chiefs is that what you're trying to tell me no i'm picking <laughs> the niners but because i will i will never pick the chiefs but i'm saying it's the it's it, it's the 49ers it's it's gonna happen 49ers are gonna win everybody <laughs> okay as a raiders fan this is like It's so difficult that it's the Chiefs and the Niners in Raider Stadium. I almost can't even bring myself to watch it. It's such like a dagger to the heart as a Raiders fan. Did you see where? Did you see where the Chiefs? So at at the Raiders Stadium, they have different locker rooms. Yeah. They didn't give the Chiefs the actual Raiders locker room, they gave them a, and this is for the game, as I understand it, a smaller locker room because they're not going to let the Chiefs be in their freaking locker room. There is no way. Good for the Raiders, as they should do it. That is good. Um, Some people in the chat are asking how we feel about an NHL team coming to Salt Lake. And again, if you have listened to us, if you've listened to us at all, you know that we are huge hockey fans, huge NHL fans. I mean, we Gosh. talk about wanting to buy season tickets. We are so on board. I hope this happens. It would be It's in my prayers so every fantastic. night. Get us an NHL team. <laughs> Say your prayers. <laughs> We'd it'd be so sweet. It. Oh, it'd be so nice. Exciting. I actually times. feel like it's going to happen. We need it to happen. I mean, Ryan Smith, he's being very aggressive about it i think it makes sense to come here to utah come to utah there's such a hockey fan base here that'd be great i'd love it i'd love it then i then i don't have to go to vegas to go see games (laughs) i know (laughs) i love going to those vegas games though but (laughs) it would be nice to have them here okay let's start with our mailbag questions and again if you are here live in the chat and want to post any questions we'll do our best to get through a bunch of them um hit the super chat if you really want your your question to be featured 
We'll start off with, I'm going to start with Dylan Marsh. He asked us this in a couple places, and he asked what our opinion is on Dan Lanning. Well, yeah. My voice just went weird. Dan Lanning, you want to go ahead, Gary? I like Dan Lanning. I like him a lot. I like his attitude. I like the way he coaches. Um, I like his confidence that kind of teeters over on arrogance at times. And I, I like the fact that he, he stayed and didn't jump because I think I think Alabama was going for him. But he stayed with Oregon. He's got a good thing going. No, you know, of coaches, some I like, some I don't. I like Lanning. I think he's going to do some real – he's going to do some damage in the Big Ten. I think he's going he's gonna to produce some stuff. So, yeah, I have a lot of respect for him. I like him. I like him. I do too. I mean – um, I think he's a great coach. I think we've seen what he's done at Oregon, and I think he's going to continue to do very well. I'm with you. You know, it is interesting. Sometimes some coaches rub me the wrong way. He doesn't, but it kind of borders on that. I can see why maybe he would for some people. Um, and for the same things you said, I like seeing the loyalty that he has towards Oregon. If it sticks around, I guess we'll see. But I think he's a great coach. I think he's he's brought – um, a really great atmosphere to the Oregon and the Oregon team and fans seem to absolutely love him. So I think he's going to be very successful. I think Oregon could go into the Big Ten and make some noise starting next year. I could see that happening. So I do like Dan Lanning. Um, okay, right. we, let's see. Which ones do we want to ask here? This one's from Amy. Amy, shout out to Amy. She's sometimes in the chat. I don't know if she's here tonight, maybe not, but we love interacting with Amy. She is asking, what has been your favorite Holy War game? For those of you who don't know what the Holy War is, that's our rivalry game with that one team. <laughs> Zoobs. With the Zoobs. What has been your favorite one of those? Dang. That's hard. There's been, There's a, been lot. a lot of them. You know, uh, Burton blocked field goal was a cool. Um, when uh, let's see, gosh, let me let me just, let me let me think on that. Favorite game? There's a lot. There, there's so many of them. When Taysom, you know, they had the ball in the like two yard line, they score, they win the game at the end, and we stopped him. That was sweet. But here's the one I really liked. Okay, this is the one I like. I, was it 2018, 2017? It was the game where Jason Shelley was the QB. Um, and we were down like 27 to 7 with at the five-minute mark in the third quarter. And we looked yeah. like crap. The Zoobs are beating us. It was Wilson in the game. Honestly, I, was, I remember. I was sitting there going, you know what? I think this is over. I, we won like eight in a row up to that point. I thought, well, game's over. And then we scored like, I don't know what it was, 28 unanswered points and won like 35-27. That was so much fun. And the reason why is because all the Zoobs that were around me, they were so jacked. And, <laughs> and then we came back and won. And it was like, okay, they, they're finally going to get a win. It was right there. They're tasting it. They're enjoying it. It's, yeah. And then we come back, put the dagger in. 
I got to admit, that was kind of fun to see that. So that was, that's certainly at the top of my, one of them at the top of my list. That was a good one. I actually had kind of forgotten about that one. Because um, I have friends <laughs> that are Zoob friends. Oh, yeah. And after, seeing them after the game, couple days even after the game that was what was so hard is they figured they had already they had won the game it's not just about losing but it's the way they lost it was it was it was brutal and for that i liked it <laughs> of course that was great for us uh rob t says the 54 10 game that yeah. of course was a was a good one was because beautiful. there was no was question beautiful. about who's gonna win rose the game when the utah fans rushed the field three times that's an iconic one. Again, we won't, you know, for those who haven't watched all of these, we won't go into too much detail about these, but that one, of course, is so That was iconic. a joke. I know. The rushing the field and then the, the penalty. Refs. And yeah, that was. <laughs> the, what was it, interference call, even though Bronco was on the field, blah, 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 blah. Oh, man, I think my favorite. The rushing the field three times is is up there, but my favorite, I think, is the blocked field goal. Oh, yeah. Because, it, like you're saying, it was like the game was over. All they had to do was kick the field goal to win. And I still distinctly remember, I mean, we were in the north end zone. The field goal was being kicked in the south end zone, so I'm just watching it going, well, it's yeah, over. Like, it's over. It's over. Of course he's going to make this. The game's over. How disappointed you are. You're, I was just preparing myself mentally, and then he kicks it, and it's blocked, and all pandemonium breaks loose. <laughs> oh, that was such a good one. I think I still have a picture. Someone had printed off a picture of he's, like, laid out blocking the field goal. I think I still have that picture somewhere. Yeah. That was a great one. You could hear the block, too. He hit it solid. It was so sweet. Yeah, that was fun. Those oh, were some good ones. Yeah, BYU war. is poo poo. <laughs> Tyler, <John>. Tyler Huntley. <laughs> oh yes, good fun. So many good memories. Okay, um, this question's come up a couple times. I see it in the chat, and then someone also asked us. I think Carol of Virus, you asked us this. People are wondering if. We are going to ever go back to our previous format where all three of us are together around the table, or if this format is going to be our way forward. And the answer is both. Um, we've been doing this kind of virtual format during the off season because it's a lot easier for us to get on here and be able to chat with you. Um, but we're not done with the round table. We'll, we'll definitely be doing that, maybe sprinkled in here and there in the off season. And I think for sure in season, we'll, we'll do the round table because we like, yeah. we like being all together doing it too. I think it's, it's a different vibe. We, we understand this, this format just brings a different vibe to it. And so we like being able to get together. Walter, I, I see that you said you want to see if James is going to spill his drink. It's always the on edge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to do it again. There's no question about it. I still, it I still got stuff time. that's ruined from it. <laughs> but yes, we will. We'll do it. And again, maybe I think sometimes during the off season when our schedules can work it out, we'll we'll get together and do it. But we wanted to be able to keep doing episodes and 
eat, still doing this stuff every week, if not, you know, every other week, things like that. So this is the format that we can do that during the off season, but we oh, get yeah. it. We, we want to get together and do it too. And that's kind of our whole vibe is we like just getting around the table, talking Utah football and doing it with all of you. So the oh, yeah, table we're gonna is do not, it. it's not gone. Just know that that's it, the primary it's not format gone. for season. It's still around. Yep. Okay. Um, oh, the other question that Carol Levirus asked us is if we would ever consider doing like a meet and greet type thing with fans in person. Fans of the podcast. Aside from, hey. uh, of, I think off season or something like that. I hadn't thought about it, but that would be kind of fun. Let's do, I mean, sure. Meet and greet We'd somewhere. absolutely do it. <laughs> Um, I want to see your faces. I want to see the faces. It would be nice to actually meet some of you in person and know the the YouTube handle who it who it goes with who goes with a face. Uh-huh. I want to see the faces behind these names. <laughs> Maybe they don't. Want <laughs> They're you calling to me out all the time. <laughs> you know, we've met some of you. We've done um, a tailgate, and we've we did one meet and greet thing a couple years ago, but. Yeah, I mean, we're we're for sure open to it. If if people would want to do something like that, maybe in the summer, maybe around spring game. I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll see if we can we'll make that happen. We should do something. That'd be fun. We we're definitely open to that. Um, okay. This question is from someone who we have met in person, and that is Stanton, tall guy. <laughs> <laughs> we. We love when we run into him. He's asking. I mean, we run into him many... everywhere. We go away we games. I run everywhere. into the guy. It's great. Well, he's hard. To, he's hard to miss. He's very tall. <laughs> I know, but still. Um, he's asking how many passing touchdowns do you think Cam will have this season? I'm saying it's twenty-five to thirty. Okay. It's going to be twenty-five to. Th- I think he's going to. I think he's going to put up numbers. I really do. With the, with the guys we've got coming back and coming in with Singer and Keithy, now that's presuming everyone's healthy. I, you know, I, you know, I don't really have shouldn't have to say that, but honestly, I think it's going to be twenty five to thirty TDs through the air. I looked at his the previous two seasons. Um, obviously, he didn't play in twenty twenty three, but twenty twenty two, I think he had twenty six okay. passing touchdowns. I think the year before that, he had about twenty. Um, Is that it? I thought he had more than that, but. Um, let's see. No, it was 20. 20 passing touchdowns in 2021. Okay, what about? Um, okay. And then 26 was the next year. So, um, yeah, I think he'll have more than he had. I mean, like you said, the the targets he's going to have just increases this year from two years ago when he was healthy, played the full season. I mean, we had Covey, uh, we had Keithy, we had Kincaid that year, we had Vele played that year. Um, but I think with our addition of these wide receivers, I, I fingers crossed, I'm I'm kind of with you, that 25 to 30 range, I think, is... I think it's realistic, because Bernard's great realistic. out of the backfield. Yeah. Not only do we have Keithy and... and uh, Dang, the guy from UCLA, Carson, 
Lloyd. Ryan and King. Yeah. We have King. And then King. And then the and then Money Parks and the other guys. I'm just I just think we're he's gonna uh, you know. I think the opportunity to score some TDs through the air is there. So yeah, I think twenty five to thirty. Carol Virus wants to know when you're gonna play one of those guitars that's in your in your backdrop. Don't get him started. If if you get him started, then he'll never one of these days, oh, shit, I'll crank up that Marshall back there and blow out your speakers. How about that? <laughs> okay, here's a question. We got this a couple times. Is how did the podcast start? Or how did we decide to do the podcast? And I'm going to let Gary answer this because it was actually Gary and James that started it. I came in a little bit later. So Gary can answer how so I've it no, all I know. You know, with James, God, this went back like 12 it's years ago or something like this. It's been a where while. Where I said, you know what, Let, we should start a Facebook page. Uh, a Utah football fans Facebook page. He goes, yeah. So we set it up. And originally I, I said uh, I set it up as Utah football. Mm-hmm. You know, like a week later. We, I got a message from the legal department from the University of Utah and said, you can't use Utah football. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we go, how about Utah football fans? Okay, that's fine. So that's how that began. And then just over time, I don't know how many years ago to now, talking to James, I said, we should just uh, let's start a podcast. And just, you know, as fans, Utah football fans podcast. No, we don't pretend to be analysts and statisticians and all those guys. No, we're, we're like everybody in this, in the chat. We're just fans and giving our perspective as fans. Yeah, we analyze stuff, but no one here pre- pretends to be professionals at it. We're fans. So we give our feeling as a fan. So that was the catalyst to start it. We started it as audio. Um. And then, you know, as time went along, we, f- we, s- we figured, but YouTube's where it's at, or at least video. That's, the, that's where more people are. So we thought, well, let's go with that. Now, when did you, when did you come in, Bryn? I mean, you'd, I think you'd only done a few episodes. Um, of years? So it, Some years? We did a couple years without you, didn't we? Uh, Audio? I don't I don't think so. Well, I now I can't even remember because it remember. has been a long time. Like, I think we're coming up on our sixth. I think it'll be our sixth season doing this, which is crazy to think about. Um, So it Video, has been a while. YouTube's been, what, three years, four years? Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, YouTube's so, newer, but audio, we've been doing it for a while. But, you know, it's, it's something fun, and we get to talk Utah football all the time. And, again, we get to meet a bunch of you that we never – would have met before and we just get to talk about this thing that we all love. I know we complain about it sometimes. That's a, but you're not a fan if you don't complain sometimes. That's being a fan. You know, I mean, mean, that's part of it. It's, we're not going to sugarcoat anything. So it's, it's fun. And um, yeah, I'm seeing in the chat, John, that we should do another collab podcast. That is something we're for sure going to do heading into the Big 12 season. I mean, 
I want to get to know these new teams. I think they probably want to get to know us. So we'll definitely, we're going to, we're starting to look into that to do some crossover podcasts, maybe during the off season leading up to the season with some, with these big 12 teams. Cause. And some guests we've, we've made a list of guests. We'd like to go, um, try to get on the pod as well and see. So, yeah, so that's in the, that's in the work. So we plan on doing that. Yeah. We're going to, we're lose score predictions. That'll, that'll, <laughs> when there's games, come on, Carol virus. No, he's asking about, we used to have Marcus come oh, on. And, Marcus, the, and the prophet. His, Marcus, the prophet would come on and give his score prediction. <laughs> <laughs> that's who that was. Marcus. Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe we should bring the the Marcus segment and back. And I guess what we'll, well, what we'll say is, and John Groneman asked this, and we get this question. This is our most asked question ever, is if we are related. Yes, the three of us are related. I think most of you have figured that out by now, but yes, we are related. And so Marcus is also related. <laughs> so that was the connection. He's not just some random guy that we... <laughs> that we picked up off the street. Um, that was, that's Marcus. And he, he would come on every once in a while and give his score prediction. So that's who that was. <laughs> a little explanation there. I can say, I mean, I don't think, so Marcus has autism, uh, but he loves sports. And I mean, he has predicted some, <laughs> He has predicted some final scores, and I'm not. I'm. I'm not kidding. He's predict. He's predicted the Stanley Cup playoff champion. He's hit the NFL champion. Now he's not a hundred percent, but it's 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 been pretty funny. So we used to bring him on uh, to give scores, but it's not always easy to get him to do it. So yeah, maybe we'll bring him back. Bring him back every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> he's around. Um. Okay, let's see. Which question do we want to go to? This one was from Ben Scott. I think this was on our Instagram. If Utah is healthy, is 10-2 and two possible for next year? Well, of course. Anything. I mean, we're healthy. Anything's possible. I, I could see 10-2. and two. I say absolutely. Now, I know there's going to be some... Some Big 12 people are going to hear this later if they're not already on here, and they're going to think we'll all, we're arrogant and think we're just going to steamroll the Big 12. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just – but, yeah, I do believe that if we – if our team is healthy, all our guys are here, and we have a typical Utah team, that, yeah, two losses is a realistic projection. Absolutely. If call oh, if we can stay healthy, oh please. We can't there's just no way. I guess there's not no way. Knock on wood. We can't have a repeat of this last year. It, won't. We gotta gotta have everyone healthy. Um okay, Amy, another question from Amy is she asked who is your all time favorite Utah player? Dang. That's hard. That's a hard question. Cause there's been a lot. Uh Okay, can I, can I, let me, I don't know. I can't really say just one guy. Let me just, I'll just throw some names out there that could be, but there's a bunch of guys. I mean, geez, I haven't thought, I like Weddle. I like, I like Weddle. Okay. Okay, I can put, 
seriously. I can put Weddle at number one. However, I, I liked Steve Smith. I remember him playing. He was, he was electric. He made some massive plays. I liked watching Devontae Booker run. Now, Utah's uh, had a yeah. bunch of great running backs, so, you know, I, I can't say who's the best. But I just liked Booker's style and strength. And then for any old guys out there who may listen, so in the late 70s, I think like 1980 or whatever, Jeff Griffin, he was a, a D-back for Utah, defensive back. He was really good. He was a hard hitter. Uh, I knew him. My wife, Wendy, lived in the complex where Jeff Griffin lived on Foothill. Uh, Carl Monroe and some of the other guys. So we, we, we didn't know them from the complex. But Griffin was great. And he ended up going to the NFL. He played five or six years. It could have been more than that. But So Jeff Griffin, you could look him up. He was great. And then a guy you probably don't know, uh, it was the early 90s, I believe, Anthony Davis, who was a linebacker for Utah. And he was a difference maker. And he ended up playing in the NFL for eight years. And I think he was, if I recall, he ended up, he was on the 2000 Ravens team when they won the Super Bowl. So that goes back a ways, but those are some guys. It certainly would be right at the top of my list. My light just died. I apologize. Yeah, you went dark. <laughs> my lighting just went really dark. Mafala, um, yeah, he was great. Man, that guy was great. <laughs> Rose, you said Devin Lloyd. Oh, I love Devin Lloyd. I have a huge crush on Devin Lloyd. Um, but mine, sorry, I'm so dark now. Um, I, mine's Alex Smith. I just, that was my, I was in school. Didn't Alex Smith ask you out? No, it's a long story. I almost went out with him. I had a class with him. I did have a class with him. Um, Don't mess with anything in here. Yeah, don't make it go out. My husband's in here trying to fix the light, and I don't want you to unplug something else. Anyways, me and Alex Smith had a class together. I knew his roommate's. Supposedly, he wanted to ask me out, and he never did. Chicken. And but what what could have been as my husband <laughs> standing right here next to me? He's used to it. <laughs> my husband's used to this story. Don't mess with these things. Oh, well. Live feed. Okay. Oh, Asiata, Matt Asiata. Yeah. That's a good oh, one, yeah. Tony. You said that in the chat. Yeah, That's I'm looking at these one. names. It's, it, it brings back a lot of memories. Del Roger. Rogers, yeah. Jamal Anderson. That's oh, there we go. Yay. Thank you, husband. <laughs> All time best Utah game in the Pac twelve. Oh gall. Okay, everyone, think on that one. Your Let's... favorite Utah game in the Pac twelve. Well, I think we've touched well. Well, it is. It's kind of that recency bias, but at the same time, it's true. These games against USC, the last, probably not last year's, but the year we won in the Pac 12. I, I mean, those games were just so fantastic. And I, we've kind of talked about this. I don't know if I can pick between the two, either the time we beat them in Rice Eccles and then the time beating them for the championship game, because both. That was that was so much fun. 
So those uh, those got Oregon, to be mine. Particularly in the stadium beating, here. Beating Oregon, that was a good one. And again, those ones are they're the most recent. So maybe that's what they stick out in my memory the most. But those were. Yes, Texas Mike. They were fantastic games. <laughs> yeah, not an opinion. That's truth. <laughs> they were absolutely fantastic for us. Uh. <laughs> um, all right, we'll do one more. And then, again, if you've got any other questions in the chat, maybe we'll get a few more. But one more that we got um, on Twitter they're just asking that with the change in the playoff next season, so we go to the 12-team playoff, do we feel like that is going to then water down games and are we going to see more opt-outs and things like that of guys not wanting to play in those because they're worried about getting injured? All the stuff we've seen with the bowl games, are we worried that that's going to happen with the 12-team playoff? I don't think that'll happen in the playoff games. I think if your team is in the playoffs, you're not going to have opt-outs and things like that. But everybody else is just going to make it even worse. That's how I feel. Yeah, I think the other bowl games are going to be dead because there'll be yeah. a ton of players that won't play. I don't know. I, I don't know if I have a... Yes, I still think there will be some who will opt out because of their, they don't want to get injured and, you know, all the money they're, they don't want to put at risk. But I don't know. I hold out hope that because if you get into the playoff, you actually have a chance to make a run for the championship, that that would keep players playing. Um, but it, it, it's yet to be seen. Who knows? I, I worry about that, though. I think that's a, that's a great question. I could actually see people opting out, though. Um, that's, you know, going after the bag, going after that money, that's the big driver right now, and these guys don't want to risk stuff. So it worries me, but I don't know. Geez, if you're going to play for a championship, don't, yeah. I mean, to me, it seems like you'd want to stay in for that. So yeah, that's the best right. I can do at this point. I mean, again, I... We've, we've talked about it before. Like, I sometimes I understand the opt-outs for the, the bowl games that don't mean anything, but if your team's playing for a national championship, but I think you are right. I will probably see some players opt out. There will. Even, even in the playoffs. Because, like, um, the question kind of said, you know, if you make it to the national championship game, that means you're playing in multiple playoff games, which then just increases the wear and tear on your body, increases the risk of injury, all those things. So I guess maybe we'll see dudes say, I, I'm just, I'm not going to do it, but call you're playing. If you make it that far, that'd be a crap way to go out to just not play for the championship game. But I hope not, but we'll let's wait to see. I think, <laughs> I think there will be some. Oh, hey, God. we did have it though. I don't. Did, I don't know if you have this question. I saw it. I think okay. it's an interesting one. If you could pick one Zub player, that's BYU oh, yeah, player, to claim as a Utah player, who would it be? <laughs> can you can you pick a, a Zub to have been a Utah player, or is that out of bounds? <laughs> <laughs> 
So, and this no. is Caden Nielsen. If you could pick one BYU player to claim as a Utah player or to be a Utah player, who would it be? Boom. That's what I, Jim McMahon, he, he, he is a Utah man. Oh, Walter, Kyle Whittingham. That's a great one. <laughs> true, true. Steve Young, would he have been a Utah man? Steve Young. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to, because all these names are Jimmy. older. I think recency, I'll say Puka. <laughs> Puka Nakua. I mean, that dude had a fantastic year. We had his brother playing for us, and then he transferred out. But I don't know. This is not something I've ever thought about. I probably won't think about it again. <laughs> right. <laughs> but when I saw that question, Jim McMahon came to mind. I don't know how he stayed. Look. There was a day at BYU that they did overlook, well, they still overlook some stuff. But back in those days, they overlooked a lot of stuff for the football team, for the football team. So that's why McMahon could live there and 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 thrive there. We're talking about, you know, the rules they're the supposed on, to, they're supposed yeah, the to honor follow. code. Yeah. Yeah, Fred Warner, he would have been a great Ute. Absolutely. I like Fred Warner. He's a player. See, these are these are all names from back in the day when BYU was good. BYU hasn't been very good over the last few years, so there's not really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Taysom Hill. He's he's done amazing. I, I like Taysom NFL. now. I got to give um, him credit. I'll give him credit. Right. I'll tell you the one receiver though, and this is hard to say. Austin Colley. He bugged me. I mean, he annoyed me. Did he? However, <laughs> I would say this: it would have been great to have that guy as a receiver on Utah's team. No question about it. <laughs> oh, that name! I had not even thought about that name okay, in was... so long. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of makes that you. Name. Um. Well, thank you to everyone for your questions, Rose. You're asking about Whittingham, if he's taken Utah as far as he can. You know, I mean, obviously, that's always a question with some of these older coaches. He's been around for such a long time. I think the way Whittingham so far has been able to navigate all of these changing landscapes with college football, and we are seeing the older coaches are having a hard time with it. And like Nick Saban... I don't know if all of this played into him retiring. Maybe he was going to retire anyways. I don't know. But I do think um, we know it's taking a toll on these coaches, all the the new stuff's going on. And so, so far, I think Whittingham has been able to ride the wave. I don't think he's going to be around for too many more years. But he hasn't taken us as far as he can because we, we still got to – we're going to get over that hump playoff making the playoffs. So winning the big 12, making the playoff, he can do it. I absolutely think he can, he can take us there. I think I don't, yeah, I don't think he's maxed out. Honestly, I don't, I think it, I think we can still go further. Let's hope, let's hope. But uh, I, I don't know when I listen to him and watch what they're doing up there, they're all in. It seems to me, to have a winning program, the money, the effort, 
the organization. See, that's the thing that we don't, when it comes to the NIL stuff and the pay-to-play now and all of all of that stuff, there's no way that a head coach can honestly manage all of it. It's It's getting so big now. And so it seems to me when you watch how Utah as an organization is organizing the football program, and the money they need, it seems to me, they're, they're forward-thinking, forward-leaning to put people in place to handle a bunch of stuff. So they want to win. They want to put the money into it. And I think Witt still has the, the motivation to go further. Now, I don't know how many years that will be, but, yeah, I still think he can get a little further. I do. Yeah, yeah. and I, he wants it. I mean, that's why he's still he's still around. He wants to get over that hump, take the next step. And I don't think he's going to be satisfied until he can actually do it. Now, hopefully that means we can do it in the next couple of years. We'll see. But, okay, we're going to get out of here. Thanks to everybody for submitting the questions. This is fun. We'll do this again. Um, Also, I did want to mention we are planning to start spotlighting Utah fans. I mean, all of you, we want – to do we're going to do a utah football fan of the week on all of our podcasts so if you want to nominate yourself <laughs> or somebody that you know who's an amazing utah fan all of the info is in our bio on our pages we had a post about it and you can get the link there um to fill that out we're going to start doing that <laughs> texas mike i mean we can spotlight you you're not really a utah fan but i'm happy to if you want to nominate yourself go for it let's do it <laughs> So make sure you fill that out. Again, make sure you are subscribed, hit the notification button, um, and liking and following and sharing with all your friends. This was really fun. Thanks to everyone for submitting the questions. And yeah, go Utes. Enjoy the Super Bowl. What's your go-to like snack at the Super Bowl? I got to figure out what kind of food we're going to have. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. <laughs> well, of course. A Gary cocktail. <laughs> Yeah. Is a must. I will I will need one. Yeah, Gordon, you nominated himself. Okay, <laughs> hey, yeah. Definitely nominate yourself. We're gonna spotlight. Rose, oh yeah, I will, Rose. Nominate yourself and you're in. <laughs> Come on, Rose. Come on, Rose. You're a big fan. No. I'm a Rose fan. Seriously, I am. Yeah. We love the interaction. Go use, huh? No, no. Go Oilers. <laughs> Go Oilers. See you next week.